Bless you. This is Executive Pastor Lewis Johnson. I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join the Liberty Christian Church International broadcast this morning. Greetings to you, you, and you. Today I'm doing something different. I'm actually standing at a stoplight downtown, and God uh, stopped me for a second, and He says, "Guess what? No matter how busy you are, no matter how busy your life can get, that guess what? This stoplight has to control the narrative. It has to control the flow of traffic, and I'm controlling the flow of traffic in and throughout the trajectory of your life. I've come to tell somebody today." that it's never too busy to trust the process and trust the plan of God. Doesn't matter what's going on around you, doesn't matter what you're facing, doesn't matter what you're dealing with, I'm standing at the intersection and I'm trusting God to control the narrative concerning my life. I'm speaking blessings over you today, I'm speaking favor over you today, I'm speaking power over you today, that God is not through blessing you and he's not through doing something awesome and extraordinary in your life. I'm praying now that the hand of God will continue to make himself known to you in the name of Jesus, that glory and honor and the transformative and executive powers of God will continue to be made manifest in your life. Father, speak a word today. Have your way in the praise and worship. Have your way in every aspect of this service and in this space. Get the glory out of us continually as we set our affections on things above and not on things on the earth. We seek your face even now. Let your will be done in this moment. Bless our pastor, give him a word of courage, boldness, and authenticity, and authority that you will continue to have your way and speak your voice through his vocal cords in the name of Jesus. Let your will be done as we set ourselves in agreement with the word of God. How can two walk together unless they are agreed? Let your will be done this day in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you for joining us once again. Stay tuned for more ministry. Liberty, here are your weekly announcements. All partners, if you have not responded to the physical worship survey, please do so by Thursday, October 1st, 2020. Liberty's first voter registration day was an amazing success, and we want to thank all of those that participated. Liberty is looking for bilingual volunteers for community outreach opportunities. Please contact our church office at 301-887-5259.
Guess what, Liberty? After all this time of social distancing, let's come together for a night of fun. Please join us for a gospel night of skating and fellowship on Friday, October 2nd from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Contact Deaconess Tansy for more details. Last but not least, with the holiday season fast approaching, we have partnered with Bethel Stand for Life Outreach Ministries to deliver food to a homeless men's shelter. There will be more information to come about ways to help. These have been your LCCI Weekly Announcements. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine.
He deserves the praise today. Come on, everybody, all over the room, open your mouth and worship Him. Lift your hands and bless Him in this place.
belongs to you. Everybody, come on and come to the table.
situations he's been bigger than your past he's bigger than every issue that you've had in life how many people can declare that he's bigger somebody just open up your mouth and declare he's bigger he's bigger he's bigger than your finances he's bigger than that broken heart he's bigger than 
who left you. He's bigger than who's not right there. He's bigger than the eviction notice. He's bigger than the report of the doctor. He's bigger. And, and somebody needs to know that no matter what the world tells you, that God is bigger, that God is above it, that God has full dominion over it and full authority over it. And if you just open up your mouth and begin to declare that he's a bigger God, that he's omniscient, that he's omnipresent, that he's above and not beneath, there is nothing over top of him and everything he has given us authority and told us that it was under our feet so right now in the midst of this worship in the midst of this praise i dare you open up your mouth and just begin to say thank you god in advance for what you're expecting him to do thank you god in advance for what you brought us through thank you god in advance for bringing this pandemic to an end thank you god in advance for bringing us out of financial despair thank you god in advance for healing our body thank you god in advance for your word declares that if we have the faith of a mustard seed that we can see mountains move that we can see lives change that we can see deliverance take place so somebody just worship god and thank god with a love offering with a wave offering open up your mouth and simply say thank you god thank you god from the rising of the sun to the setting of the same thank you god for being jehovah jireh our provider thank you God for being Jehovah Nisi for our victory God for going before us as our victory for going behind us as our shield for going behind us and or beside us as our comforter and our God so thank you God for being all that you've been and right now we worship you in spirit and in truth we worship you like never before oh God and God right now as you begin to enter into each and every home each and every heart each and every sanctuary right now now we ask you God to have full reign full authority and full dominion over it right now in the name of Jesus lives will be changed today oh God we prophetically declare that bodies are being healed right now not because I said it but because your anointing is dropping into the lives of those that are broken the lives of those that are hurt the lives of those who have been given a report from the doctor but God's report the Bible says whose report will you believe and I stand on the word in Isaiah 53 and 5 we said where he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes you are healed somebody declare I'm healed right now I'm healed right now I'm healed right now I dare you tell your neighbor I dare you tell whoever's sitting right next to you that you're healed right now you don't even know what's going on with them in the uh, in the recesses of their mind but I dare you begin to, to say from the posture that on you are healed measured and proven to be faithful while waiting tested trial while we wait for God in times you're never fading my spirit is ever thank aiding, you God sustaining you being our Jehovah Jireh after my own heart we thank you God for being our healer our salvation our worship and our anointing thank you God for being all that you said you would be in our lives we take this opportunity to come before you in full adoration and full joy in the full measure of who you've been, our lover, the lover of our souls. So we thank you, O oh God. And God, as this morning prepares, God, hide this your servant 
behind the cross so people will see none of me but they will see all of thee that they will hear from you God not from me but they will hear from you in this time in their life in this season in their life God we are in different seasons in our life God but we know God that you're in all places at all times and you're raising up a kingdom citizen and a kingdom remnant to declare your word. Now, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, you are my strength and my redeemer. Let lives be changed. Let souls be delivered. You get the full glory and you get the full honor. It is in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Welcome to Liberty Christian Church International. I'm so excited. We are in an awesome day. This is the last Sunday of September, and I want to continue with this series that we've been talking about, pursuing the heart of God, the life of David. If you're with me right now on social media, do me a favor and go ahead and share this on your page. Invite somebody in while we're chasing and pursuing the heart of God. I know the poem played while I was in the midst of prayer, but it's okay because we're still, we all still know that this chase is important for us. This chase that we've been talking about and we've been dealing with the life of David. And if you have your Bibles, do me a favor. Uh, go ahead and lift up your Bibles as we make our Bible declaration and repeat after me. Lord, I thank you that I have a Bible. It is God's, is my, is God's purpose for my life. And <laughs> amen, amen. It's God's purpose for our life, and I shall not be distracted, but I it will accomplish that which He said to do. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 <laughs> amen. Listen, it is Youth Sunday, and before we go any further, I, I know you see up in the right hand corner of our screen there is something important that I want you to see um, that we're getting ready to get into and we're getting ready to partner with and help out is for Thanksgiving and I want you to be a part of this with us as we begin to sow. It's the fourth annual Thanksgiving uh, meals and care packages drop off. My, my brother in Christ, Pastor uh, Gaskins, uh, he sent this to me. He sent this out and I asked him could Liberty help out and be a partner with them as they do this. As you see on your screen right now, it talks about what's, when it's going to happen November 26th. We know that the homeless and, and the hungry are in need, especially as we go into the holiday seasons. You heard in our announcements this morning, but I wanted to bring light to you and bring light to it personally because we need to make sure that we aren't just uh, thankful for the things that God has given us, but making sure we're thankful for what we can do for others. Amen. And since we're understanding that and we're believing that and we're we're watching with this um uh, we want to make sure that we're partnering with them. We're partnering with other organizations, partnering with everything so that we can make this a, a reality. Amen. And so if we're going to do this, there there's a link that I want you to help that I want you to sow into. It's on Cash App. Um, it's it's the dollar sign BSF. L-O-M. Donate to them. It is a worthy cause. Like I said, we're partnering with them. We're going to be out there hand hopefully distributing the food with them. Um, and we just want to make sure that you're a part of that with us. Amen. So please make sure you do that and govern yourselves accordingly. Amen. Once again, that's November 26th. But I want to get in. I want to dump right into this, in, into this topic, into this thought, into this mindset of uh of the heart of David, pursuing the heart of God. Somebody say, it's time for me to pursue 
the heart of God. I want you to make sure that you get your kids in and, and make sure they hear this because as young people, when, when their minds are being formed, when their minds are being developed, this is a very important time in their life where they can understand what it means to chase after God. They'll understand a whole lot of other stuff because the world will tell them stuff, but it is our assignment, our job as parents, as, as, as aunts, as uncles, as grandparents to make sure that we're pouring the right thing into the lives of our kids. I know that you enjoy your power and your kids have seen power. I know your kids have seen you watch Ratchet TV. I know the kids have seen you do a whole bunch of other things. But when it comes to the things of God, we need to make sure that they're learning what it is that they're supposed to properly chase and what they're supposed to properly seek after when it comes to the kingdom of God. Somebody declare and somebody simply say the chase, pursuing the heart of God. And, and this morning we amen amen this morning as we continue on and this morning as we continue to push forward we've been in some crazy and and, and, and wonderful times with the lives of date with the life of david last week we talked about david and goliath and how uh, what it took to have a courageous heart uh, watching david fight goliath when david was not a part of the army while david was not a part of the rank and file that was going out to fight the philistines army but we saw david chase and do what God called him to do with a courageous heart. So this morning, I want to step a little bit further in the life of David, and I want to deal with a heart of grace, a heart of grace. Now, if you remember our first week dealing with David, we talked about this simple theme and talked about this simple mindset and, and opportunity where we were seeing David. And what we were seeing from David is this, is that David was uh, 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 the king heir, the heir to the kingdom of the throne of Israel. Uh, the prophet Samuel had told David that and he went out and anointed David that he would be the next king all because of Saul's disobedience to God's word. How many people know that when you're disobedient to God's word, I don't care how prominent you are. I don't care how much clout you have, how much status you have, that God can take something that he promised you away. If you're disobedient to him, it's just like a child and their parent. You ever had a parent offer or tell you that they were going to give you something and bless you with something and you thought you had it in your hand you thought you had that toy that gift that xbox that playstation whatever it may be you thought you had it in your hand but then you did something in school and you did something wrong and what happened you did not get that gift you did not seem to uh, get what you wanted to give or even this it was delayed until you showed better uh, 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 better grades, better um, attitude, a better assignment. You, It was held off until you did that. So now when we look at that and then we think about the life of David and in this place and in the life of Saul, how they were intertwined so much. Uh, there's scripture that I want to talk about today. If you open up your book to 2 Samuel, the ninth chapter, 2 Samuel, the ninth chapter, and, and for, in uh, for time purposes, I'm going to read it, but then there are some points that I want to hit for you um, on this morning. Uh, once again, I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. It's not going to show up on the screen because I, I, I have some specific points that I want you to see. But I want you to hear this scripture in its entirety. They, uh, Second Samuel, the ninth chapter. Second Samuel, the ninth chapter. If somebody can put that in our feet. If somebody can write that out. If somebody can show that. Second Samuel, uh, the ninth chapter. And it says this. 
And there's some hard words in here, so don't 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 laugh at Pastor if I mess up on some words. Amen. Then David said, "Is there yet anyone left in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake?" Now there was a servant in the house of Saul whose name was Ziba, and they called him to David. And the king said to him, "Are you Ziba?" And he said, I am your servant. The king said, is there not anyone? Is there not yet anyone in the house of Saul to whom I may show kindness of God? And Ziba said to the king, there is still a son of Jonathan who is crippled in both feet. So the king said to him, where is he? And Ziba said to the king, behold, he is in the house of Machir, the son of Ammonel and Lodabar. And the king David, and then King David sent and brought him from the house of Machar and the son of Annabel from Lodabar. And Methaphisobeth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David and fell on his face at prostrate himself. And prostrated himself, excuse me. And David said, Mesophitoth. And he said, Here is your servant. David said to him, Do not fear, for I surely know. For I sh will surely show kindness to you for the sake of your father, Jonathan, and will restore you to the land, to all your to all the land of your grandfather, Saul, and you shall eat at my table regularly. And again, prostrated and he again prostrated himself. What is your servant that you should guard a dead dog like me? Correction. What is your servant that you should regard a dead dog like me? Then the king called Saul's servant Ziba and said to him, All that belongs to Saul and, all, and, to, and to all his house I have given to your master's grandson. You and your sons and your servants shall cultivate the land for him, and you shall bring in the produce so that your master's grandson, correct, so that your master's grandson shall never, uh, amen, uh, cultivate the land and you shall bring it to in the produce so that your master's grandson may have food nevertheless mesophetes your master's grandson shall eat at my table regularly now ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants verse number 11 said this then ziba said to the king according to all that my lord the king commands his servants so you uh, so your servants will do so Mesopotith ate at David's table as one of the king's sons. And Mesopotith had a young son whose name was Micah. And all who lived in the house of Ziba were servants to Mesopotith. So Mesopotith lived in Jerusalem for he ate at the king's table regularly. Now he was lame in both feet. We already know that the word of the Lord is blessed. But this morning I simply want to talk to you from this topic, a heart of grace, a heart of grace. We find David, King David in this place. Once again, we know that David has been a man that, that the word said he's a man after God's own heart. But this example of David, uh, where we see the king who had taken over the kingdom after Saul death after Jonathan's death we see David who was uh, uh, who was there and who was the heir apparent to the throne to the authority uh, to the right place that God has set him in to be over top of all of Israel we see David showing an act of kindness in this place we know that Saul was after David and we know that Saul wanted David dead so that he would not lose the kingdom but the Bible and the scripture said that Saul and Jonathan both
both would die so that David could rise to prominence. Now we know that David, he still honored Saul in his life. We know that David still had an affection for Saul. We know that David and Jonathan were closer than any brothers. The Bible said that they were knit closer than brothers. So we know that David had a, uh, uh, had a relationship with the family. But yet and still, when a normal king came into authority, when a normal king came into prominence, they usually killed everybody that was associated with the past regime's uh, family. Why? Because they needed to show authority and dominance over the kingdom and let them know that nobody else should rise up against them. But we see King David at this place because of his affection for Jonathan, because of his love for Saul and Jonathan, we see him do something that is recorded in scripture that has never happened before we see david seeking after uh the family the the lineage the bloodline of jonathan his close friend his his dearly beloved friend and and we see king david say that i'm going and find a son of his and say that i'm going to show favor i'm going to show grace i'm going to show mercy to him and not only that i'm going to bless him beyond measure somebody needs to know right now and before i even get into this thing this morning that there are some people that have had relationships with god that uh, that in your in your family and in, in your grandmother your uncle your aunt that had such a strong relationship with God that no matter what has happened that God is still honoring their prayers God is still honoring what he said he would do in their life God was still honoring what he said he would be in your life and and that person prayed constantly for the generations that came after that they would be blessed that they would have right relationships that no hair on their head would be harmed but because of their relationship with God and because God's promises are yea and amen those blessings are are still being passed down and you have been the recipient of those blessings somebody say i'm the recipient of somebody praying for me i'm the recipient of somebody worshiping for me i'm the recipient of someone in my lineage someone in my history that had a real relationship with god and if you could simply testify and say thank you god for my grandmother thank you god for miss jones that lived down the street thank you god for my aunts and my uncles i may not my family may not have done all that they're supposed to do but I thank you God because every place that I've gone every place that the soles of my feet that have treaded upon that land God has given to me I've been blessed beyond measure and I don't even deserve it that's what we're going to talk about today having the heart of grace and so we see in this scripture and in this text that David had a heart of grace concerning uh, Jonathan's one and only son. This this son that was had that his feet did not work. This son that could have been cast out. This son that was living away from the kingdom. This son that was doing something else in his life. But this son that had a promise. So when we talk about grace, we we know that grace has a meaning and a definition. And, and if we go back and, and give that old definition of grace, what is grace? Grace is the unmerited favor of God, the unmerited favor. So, so, so now when we look at the heart of grace and we understand grace has the, the, the components of unmerited favor, what does this mean in the lives of our young people and, our, and a, as a believer? 
Well, if you if you want to be real and want to be honest about it, what does grace mean? And we constantly we constantly like to say this. What does grace truly mean? And let me show you right quick. It's unmerited favor. And what does that stand for? I don't deserve it. Somebody simply say, I don't deserve what God desires for me. I don't deserve what God's desire, what God desires for me. I guarantee if somebody really told their real truth and somebody really, really had a testimony this morning that, that, that there have been times in your life where you simply know that you've been nothing short of, uh, 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 of a, 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 a of a disservice to God you've sinned enough you've been uh you've been wrong but God still showed you grace in your life somebody simply say grace see grace is that thing that you can't work for grace is that thing that you can't uh obtain of your own free will truthfully the Bible says that the wages of sin is death but then God said but the gift of God is eternal life so grace is part of that package of eternal life grace is part of that thing that God is giving you in spite of your sin, in spite of your wrongdoing, in spite of you not wanting to do your homework, young people, in spite of you not paying attention, young people, in spite of you uh, talking back to your parents. Just imagine if your parents gave you everything you deserve when you did something wrong. Oh, I, I, I could talk about myself for a minute that that if God, if my parents gave me everything I deserve when I was wrong, I probably wouldn't be standing here. Some of those thoughts I had, just imagine young people, some of them thoughts you had about your parents, if God blessed you or if God gave you the payment of those thoughts when they made you mad, when they told you get off those games. And not even that, because I don't want to just act like that's the only problems our kids have, because there are some kids right now who are going through hell and high water. There are some homeless kids. There are some kids that don't have food. There are some kids that are strung out on drugs. There are some kids that could have died from that first indulgence in alcohol, that first indulgence in drugs, but God's grace is still covering them right now. God's grace is still holding on to them because of the relationship they had, somebody had with God. A mother might be praying right now. A father might be interceding right now. A grandmother might still be praying a aunt or uncle might still be talking to God right now and because of that God is showing grace over your life somebody declare grace grace this thing that's unmerited favor because you it, it gives you what you don't deserve and it's based off of what God's desire is for you and so we see in scripture and we see in this text this morning that it simply says this in the first verse of it. David says this to one of his servants. David asks, is there anyone still left in the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Uh, David was so, 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 so closely knitted to Jonathan that he wanted